0: On this episode of the Break in the Game show, Austin and I are joined by our Off the Ball Network president, Chris LeBron, to discuss the hiring of Chris Finch by the Minnesota Timberwolves. We go over the all star reservists that were named by the NBA head coaches, and then we close out the show with Pass or Shoot. You're not going to want to miss this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be right back after this break. what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the break in the game show coming by way of the off the ball network here on the nothing but national on Dash Radio. I am Steven Gillespie and joining me as he almost always does is my good buddy, Austin Carr. Austin, what's up, homie?
1: I just got home from work a little bit ago, ready to go, ready for a fun show. How about you?
0: Oh, man, can't complain. Life's good. Just uh, got the kids down. You know, the wife's relaxing. Life's good, had a little bit of basketball on, got to listen to our incredible special guest that I'll introduce here in a second. He was on the show with our vice president, uh, Jeff Hunt, other vice president, Mo Murphy, and great contributors of Off the Ball Network with the Hoopers. They were awesome, John and Fresh, always do amazing work. They're also a part of the Nothing But Net channel here on Dash Radio as well. But all that being said and stated, we got a great show for you lined up here tonight. And Austin, we have the distinct honor privilege we are in the presence of you just so much power you know he 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 has at the at the click of a at the click of a mouse at the touch of a button at the pull of a string he can make anything happen ladies and gentlemen that that is our president of the off the ball network chris lebron chris what's up man
2: man that that's that might be the best intro (laughs) i've ever had on a show so i can retire now round of applause i'll take i like that
0: (laughs) <laughs> there you go it's all for you
2: man Thanks, I, I appreciate that guys what's going on
0: not much man happy to have you on how's life treating you brother
2: life's good you know i was just on jeff's show i was on the run i was at uh just getting groceries and all that doing all that fun stuff while the kids you know yep. at the checkout line trying to do a show with jeff's but uh yeah everything's good man just uh just at basketball in the background you know can't complain
0: there you go. That's all we can do, right? You know, just keep pushing, do our daily routine that we can, and then we get to have fun and come together and talk about a game that we all love, that being basketball. Yes, And sir. to get it started, guys, we had something that we haven't really seen in full effect ever. There have been other instances that have kind of, t- you know, tinges or shades or a little bit of feelings about what, what we're about to talk about. But overall, this is pretty new information, a new way of hiring, and that being the Minnesota Timberwolves firing Ryan Saunders, son of the late great legendary Flip Saunders, and bring on Chris Finch who, by all accounts, has served his time as an assistant head coach. He's had plenty of stops. His most recent one was being the top assistant for the Toronto Raptors under new under Nick Nurse, and now he founds his way in Minnesota. Chris, I know that we've talked about this offline man i'm really interested in getting more insight from you on what were your overall thoughts and feelings on this
2: i i absolutely despise what they did it 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 was just so classless it was it it just it it was dirty It, it, it was dirty i it just it just rubbed me the wrong way listen i knew flip was um not flipsy (laughs) I
0: mean, really <laughs> i'm before. sorry i had to you say no ryan
2: you know you know rest <laughs> in peace go. flip but ryan song i knew he was his time was def- his time was definitely going to come at least you know by the end of the year he wasn't going to be the coach of this team but i this just it just felt so wrong how they handled this like you know it's one thing to get fired but then to have the replacement ready to go and he's not even like an 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 assistant coach on the team he's Mm -hmm. someone outside of the so that so i know i get fired but you replaced me with someone so that means you you had this in the bag already like you knew i'm i was gone and coming into the season i kind of felt like he was a lame duck coach too and that's kind of the worst thing to be as a coach as a lame duck coach i kind of you know i don't know if he felt that but i kind of had that feeling with, with with ryan that it's this, he might not last a whole year, uh, you know, with Minnesota just because there's just so much dysfunction with this team. And you would think with a team with so much talent, you look at the roster and you're just like, oh my God, you guys have talent everywhere. Teams would dream to have the talent. You I mean, you got Towns who's, who was an all NBA type player. I mean, D'Angelo Russell, I mean, you just had the number one pick, you know, and, you it's just it's a disaster, and, and the front office is a disaster. Ownership's been a disaster. I mean, KG, he called them out. He didn't want nothing part of the Ring of Honor or anything. He's like, No, don't put me in there. I don't want no part of you guys. You know, mm-hmm. so it's kind of showed uh, just how bad and dysfunctional this organization has been for a while. And um, yeah, it, it it just, it rubbed me. It still bothers me. I don't like the way they handle it. Listen, if you, I understand, you don't, that's not the guy you think is going to be the coach, but there's just better ways of handling how to fight, especially someone like Ryan Saunders, who's, you know, his dad is, you know, arguably the best coach in franchise history. You know, he deserves a little bit more respect than that. You know, so that, that is, it just rubbed me the wrong way how they handled that whole thing. Just, just total classless and just really disgusting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Austin, I want to turn this to you, but before mm-hmm. I do, I just want to remind everybody that Saunders, you know, Chris, you spoke on this and I'm glad that you let off with, The disappointment on Saunders in because we're going to get into the other half of this, which is equally if not more disappointing, right on who they brought in and who they kind of didn't even really give a good solid look to. But for Saunders, right, granted, he had the NBA's worst record with seven wins on the season. I mean, that's. When, when you only get single digit wins, you know, 30 games into the season, you're you're bound for a change to be made. Right. We've seen guys like Earl Watson suddenly get yanked out. You know, the the Knicks with, you know, Fizdale suddenly got yanked out. We've seen this type of thing before. But with Saunders, he this wasn't his first full season as coach. He's coached before for this team. And again, seven wins this season, Austin. But. He's only had five total games between D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns. So when you consider that, Chris, you mentioned that they have a a great deal of talent. But at the end of the day, when your stars aren't on the floor together in the Western Conference, Austin, it was just I don't know what else you could really realistically expect.
1: Right. You know, it. it kind of harkens back to what happened with the the Pelicans with uh, Alvin Gentry, you know, Alvin Gentry last at the end of last year had handcuffs on him in terms of how he could how and when he could play Zion Williamson and never really got his full roster at his disposal disposal for really any serious amount of time at all, not and pretty much was a lame duck coach like Chris had mentioned. So, you know, obviously you have to kind of temper expectations when there's something like that going on. But also, like you guys said, looking up and down this roster, you know, if they did get healthy or when they did get healthy, you know, there's quite a few big names on here. Seven, seven wins so far with the number one overall pick in the draft. You would you would think and hope to see some improvement, and it, it just it didn't happen. So the firing of Saunders isn't really an issue to me I, I get it I understand why they did I, I think a lot of people saw it coming at some point point. and honestly at first when I first heard about it I was like well that's different I've never really heard of a team going and getting an assistant from another team especially mid-season mm-hmm. and, and then you know I heard something about it on the radio today that kind of made me think a little differently like if every team kind of every GM is kind of always you know talking coaches and, t- and testing the waters, so to speak. And I- I'm sure, I'm sure you guys would, would agree. I'm, I would guess they all just about, just about every one of them has a backup plan in case something with their head coach does happen or they do need to go a different direction, but they didn't need to hire him within the hours of, <laughs> of firing the guy. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's an assistant on another roster. And like we said, this has almost never happened before. It's not like he was going to get hired by another team tomorrow and they had to make this move right this minute. They could have, you know, named an interim coach for a little while, maybe not wait till the offseason, but at least long enough for this to kind of the dust to settle. Because if you think about it, there's not many jobs that are less appealing head coaching wise in the NBA, maybe than Minnesota. I think you look at the roster and, and a lot of guys would say, okay, there's a lot of talent here. But has this organization ever been run well? I mean, the best teammate, arguably, that Kevin Kevin Garnett ever had was maybe Wally Zerbiak. You know, they never put much Mulberry, around him. They had that issue with Mulberry. The Sam free will year
2: like, when they Pacell. went to the top of the finals. You know? mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah, but but, you know, they pretty much squandered one of the best, you know, 25 or 50 or so, you know, players, one of the greatest power forwards ever, just mm-hmm. by not putting anything around him. They've not really been able to build it all around Carl Anthony Towns, despite his numbers. Uh, you know, they've got some exciting young players and they just they haven't really developed anyone all that well. So, you know, I'm sure they felt like, hey, we have if we have a chance to get the guy we want, we have to get him now because if another job comes available and he gets he's probably gonna be more likely to take that than ours but that's not going to happen until at least the off season or or you know the very end of this season in a few months they didn't need to make this move the same exact day that's what kind of is dirty about the whole thing it's like okay yeah it's one thing to have an idea of what you're going to do if you decide to go in another direction but it's like man we couldn't wait to get rid of this guy so we could bring this other guy in And, and i could see where it would be seen as disrespectful to their associate head coach which is why i would say you know give him the interim job for a little while and tell him hey you know we go in a different direction. But for now, you're the guy. Let's see, Let's give you a chance and see what you can do.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad that you touched on that. You highlighted the, the associate head coach, which we're going to talk about here in just a quick second. But the coach that was hired was Chris Finch, just to kind of reset the conversation. Mm-hmm. Chris Finch was brought in, was a part of the Toronto Raptors staff. Again, he's had stints previously on other organizations, just never been on the level of an NBA head coach. What's interesting about this is that you know, Gerson Rosas, who is the GM of the Timberwolves, actually has a prior working relationship mm-hmm. with Finch dating back to the Houston Rockets. Now, you can slice that either way. You know, you can look at it as, okay, he wants to bring in a guy that he can trust. And that's, I think that's kind of the, the easy narrative. But the other side is almost what you would call like the good old boy system. You know, instead of giving everyone a fair shot at the one of the few jobs that are available in the NBA – You just pick your best friend and it almost has like a nepotistic type feel to that. Almost almost similar to the, the hiring of Ryan Saunders, just because Flip was the head coach. They bring in Ryan, who may eventually one day become a really good NBA head coach. He's still young in the game. Right. But, Chris, I'm interested in seeing, you know, you mentioned it was disappointing that Ryan was fired in the manner that he was. He actually lost to their old head coach, Tom Thibodeau, that same night. I'm sure that, you know, Tibbs and the rest of New York Knicks fans were like, ah, this feels nice at that moment, right? But at the same time, you don't want to see an NBA head coach dismissed in such a you know unceremonious manner, the last and again the last time that we've seen something like this, Chris was Lionel Hollins when he was a part of the Milwaukee Bucks coaching staff. He was brought into the Memphis Grizzlies, and people kind of cling on to that as justification for why David Vanterpool, who is the associate head coach, typically meaning that this guy is capable of running an NBA team when he has that opportunity. Opportunity gone amiss, but people also forget that Lionel Hollins had previous working relationship with the Memphis Grizzlies and had NBA head coaching experience. Finch has none of this. So Chris, this is the hot topic about it. You know, NBA players have spoken about this. What are, what are your thoughts and feelings on David Vanderpool, the associate head coach being overlooked? It feels like,
2: I mean, it's, you mentioned it before Rossas. you know, having, you know, previous, you know, he's worked with uh, Finch before. So, Now that you, not not if you know that you, you understand why he did it and Mm -hmm. you did might be pressure from, you know, his bosses to like, Hey, you need to, (laughs) you know, I think this was a a pressure move. Like, Hey, I need to do something now or else I'm going to get, lose my job. You know, I might not have my job, you know, if I wait and get the, you know, the right guy. So I think that's what he, he went about maybe to save his job for another extra year. You You hear a lot of good things about David Vanderbilt and And like you said, players have gone out and, and, you know, give him high praise and all that. And he's the associate head coach. He's definitely – you're pretty much – You're next in line. You're next in line if something were to happen, right? Or else you wouldn't be the associate head coach.
0: That's a big deal. That's completely different from being the assistant, correct?
2: Yeah, it's not like you're. He's the you know head. You know the scout, the head scout, or you know just a regular assistant coach, a developmental coach, associate head. You're pretty much the co-head coach. Mm -hmm. You know, you're helping. You know, there's a reason why. Because listen, Ryan Saunders, when he got the job, it was. People like, is he ready? You know, hmm. did, or is he getting a job because his pops, you know? But, you know, I think that's why they gave him the associate head coach, you know. But um, it, it's, it doesn't make sense. It, it just, this whole, like I said, this whole situation is just, it, it's just, un, it's something we, we've never seen something like this before, you know, uh, in the NBA ranks. And it, it you know, it does, I wonder how David feels about this, you know, right. being overlooked. Like, wow, well, like, it's one thing. If maybe another assistant had gotten the job. Maybe they felt like the other. Assist- but you went, <laughs> you went to a different organization. So I wonder how he feels. I mean, that's kind of that's going to cause a lot of awkwardness because now you have a, whole, a new coach who's going to try to bring in his own new system during the mm-hmm. season. At least David could have tweaked some things in the system. And but it's still familiar. You know, you don't want to get too drastic it's still the season. I mean, we still got mm-hmm. a whole bunch of games left for what 40 games left in the season. Right. Now this new coach Finch is going to come in. He's to implement his system. Now the whole, this team's already struggled as is. Now they're going to come in, have to learn a whole new system with guys coming in and out. And now what? And then you got to look season, at him. Who's going to look at him in the corner. Like, well, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> and, and it's just going to, I think it's going to cause an awkwardness, and I, I wonder, I wonder how that's, bad, how it's going to feel, but it, it just, this is just not, this is not how you handle stuff. I, I just, like, it. like I said, again, it just rubs me the wrong way, how everything's being handled. This is, this is just, you don't do this. This is not a good business at all.
0: Yeah. Even for a, a poorly ran organization, you would hope to never see something like this happen. In my even for opinion. Nick
2: Sanders, this is like, whoa, whoa.
0: Yeah. What's right. right? I, like, you, I'm you no fan. I've seen
2: everything. I've yeah. seen everything. Everything. I've never seen this. (laughs) Yeah, and I spoke earlier
0: about Larry Fitzdale and what happened with Derek Fisher off the court and you know, all those things coming just from your team. Like every other team, you could talk about Sacramento, you can talk about, you know, the Wizards, you can talk about a number of teams, you know, the Cavaliers. Even when the Cavaliers were good, they had coaching issues, right? So the fact that we've seen coaching issues really isn't surprising, but just the manner that it was executed, conducted, it it's Poor form, in my opinion. Now, Austin, um, Rick Carlisle, who is currently the Dallas Mavericks head coach, and he is also the president of the Coaching Association in the NBA. Uh, He and the rest of his colleagues issued a statement. And the reason we bring up Van obviously, for those who don't know, he is an African-American head coach, right? And one of the things that we've seen all last year with, you know, the cancellation in the season, not only due to COVID, but we almost saw, you know, postponement in the in the bubble due to social injustice issues right and Mm -hmm. the NBA sending these messages saying you know black lives matter you know we're with you you know be the change and all these other great things right and they all sound well and good but then something like this happens where an african-american associate head coach is overlooked for a, a white player on another or excuse me a white coach on another team and Chris, you touched on this earlier. Typically, you don't make a coaching change. You're like, ah, we really we got to fire this guy. Who's who Who looks good? OK, this guy over here. They've been working on this for months. Not only is this poor form, in my opinion, on the Timberwolves, but the Raptors allowed this to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you can argue, OK, well, they you know, they can't stop a guy from going and getting an opportunity or something like that. But in my opinion, you kind of can mm-hmm. because. You, you you have you to figure
2: coaches like I, I, I don't know how basketball contractor. works but in NFL you can that's all the time Belichick does it all the time he blocks coaches from uh yeah. go, you know uh, taking interviews for other jobs
0: yeah and he's the top assistant so it's not like he already is carrying a, lo- a lot of duties and responsibilities on that team and again Nick Nurse might he's already seen Nate Borker and go out and do a really good job with the Pacers by the way he may Some of that may be, you know, Nick Nurse feeling himself, being like, okay, you know, I'm kind of doing my thing. My coaches look good out there. I'm going to start getting my coaching tree out. But Austin, as I touched on just a second ago, the Coaching Association come out and made this statement. They said it's it's always bittersweet when one coach is fired and another is hired. But this is not about individual coaches. We would we would be remiss not to acknowledge the deeper concern and level of disappointment with the Minnesota head coach hiring process the nbaca which is the national basketball coaching association understands and respects each organization's right to hire and fire whomever and whenever it chooses but it is also our responsibility to point out when an organization fails to conduct a thorough and transparent search of candidates from a wide range of diverse backgrounds i'm going to skip a little bit but they go on to say that the coaching association has been working closely With the league office and on a wide range of initiatives that will improve future future coaching searches, excuse me there. Um, In partnership with the NBA, we look forward to sharing details in the weeks to come. Now, Austin, I'm hearing things like just submit a list of the guys that you interviewed because even if a guy is not hired from that process, just to see their name on a piece of paper. May make other organizations aware like, okay, we don't really know about this guy. Maybe we should bring him in and pick his brain to see if he might be a good fit for us. I mean, if San Antonio is looking at this guy, you know, maybe we as Memphis can maybe he'll fit our system, you know, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. So Austin, after hearing Rick Carlisle and the Coaching Association statement, how do you feel about the way that the NBA should and probably will respond to this?
1: Um, Well, I don't know if they can retroactively do a whole lot about this instance, but going forward, there's, there should be some form of, of, you know, the way they go about hiring. Like the NFL has the Rooney rule and obviously it hasn't done a whole lot of of good and they're, they're working on, you know, even more ways to kind of improve that, but at least there's a, a, a known standard that you have to interview some people like they didn't give anybody a chance to get this job they just handpicked whoever they wanted there was no chance for anyone else to interview for it there was no saying hey we're going to do our due diligence on who's available and who's out there we're going to test the waters at all it was literally like you said it was kind of a good old boy kind of feeling like a boys club like i'm going to pick my guy and he's going to be who are head coaches, and that's it. Period. And and the Raptors do kind of have a little bit to do with this too, because I, when you're under contract, I'm sure there's there's ways to, to keep this kind of thing from happening at least in season like that. And Absolutely. Without a you know a proper coaching search, so does does the NBA need to go to something where they require? you know, like you said, even just a list of guys you interviewed, I I think that would be good. Why not? Because uh, something else that's been head-scratching about these uh, Raptors assistants getting head coaching jobs is at the beginning of last offseason, wasn't Adrian Griffin one of the names that everybody was talking about for a head coaching position? And he's a Raptors assistant. And I haven't heard his name since at all. He hasn't, he's been overlooked again and again and again. And to be honest, I think it would help gms get out of their own way to a certain extent sometimes you don't even know what you're missing because you're maybe not willing to interview a certain you know portion of the of the coaching population or you don't even think about it so maybe kind of requiring a, a broader search or, or at least a more in-depth process could possibly end up helping some of these gms because it, just like chris finch was the associate head coach in new orleans last year And they didn't, his name never even came up from what I heard in that coaching search. And then they go and hire Stan Van Gundy, who was in the booth, you know, so that to me, if, if Chris Finch was such a hot, you know, prospect uh, assistant coach, why wasn't he even talked about for that job? And, and it just, it's, it's odd to me the whole hiring process in the NBA is very, it's kind of like hidden behind closed doors, so to speak. You don't ever really hear much about it, like who teams have really interviewed unless, you know, it's imminent that they're about to sign a a coach. And the NFL, at least, they're a lot more transparent about who the teams, you know, interview. So I do think there'd be some good that would come from something like that, for sure, and they need to.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting that you highlight the the stark differences between the NBA and the NFL and their coach hiring process, when by and large, the NBA is considered the more progressive. Exactly. You know, sports organ or, you know, sports, uh, you know, affiliated group of people out there. I'm sure there's a term that's slipping my head right now. But, you okay. know, largely the NBA is looked at as being more progressive mm-hmm. over the NFL. And, you know, gentlemen, great points that we brought up there. However, we we do have other segments that we're going to talk about and we'll go ahead and transition now to you know, NBA coaches making bad decisions to potentially bad decisions. You know, how do we feel about this? You know, the all star reservists were announced and a couple guys obviously get snubbed. You know, we talked about this at nauseum in our group chat plug for the group chat. I do it every episode. But, um, you know, there's going to be guys that are always performing at an all star level that unfortunately just due to the fact that they're only 12 spots, someone is going to be quote unquote snubbed and before we move on i just want to remind everybody that you're listening to the break in the game show here on the nothing but net channel on dash radio we are brought to you by off the ball network go to off for all of your sports needs but for the western conference gentlemen anthony davis paul george rudy gobert damian lillard donovan mitchell chris paul and zion williamson were announced as the reservists which are selected again by the nba head coaches also, in the Eastern Conference, Jalen Brown, James Harden, Zach Levine, Julius Randle. Shout out to Julius Randle, our you know, Off the Ball Network president, is a big Knicks fan. I'm, sh- I'm sure he's happy to see his guy here. And just to finish it out, we have Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, and Nikola Vucevic. All right, so first off, Chris, congratulations. Your guy finally got a nod for the All-Star game. I just... Forget last season when everyone hated his guts. You know, this year, he's everyone's favorite Nick Nick this year. Congratulations on that. But by and large, what did you think about the way that the coaches selected these players, and were you surprised? Is there anybody you felt should be deserving?
2: You know what's crazy? They all deserve it. Mm -hmm. And and then that's the one thing. It's like these guys all deserve it. And even the guys who got snubbed, they deserve it. So I don't like this. Like a lot of people said, well, this guy doesn't deserve it. I don't Mm. like saying that because – how can you say Nikola Vucevic doesn't deserve to be an all-star or Ben Simmons or Julius Randall or any of these guys, like to say they don't deserve it is just, it's ludicrous. Now, whether guys should have been picked over, that's different, right? That's a different mm-hmm. thing. And, and you can, you know, uh, to me, I thought Sabonis was a lock. Me too. I yeah. thought he was a lock. Like I was <laughs> like, all right, Sabonis is an all-star. Like he, he, like, That was a no-brainer. And it was I thought it was gonna be between him and Vucevic. And I was like, you know, you gotta give I know you don't you shouldn't just go based off wins and loss records, but if there if it's a tiebreaker, the tiebreaker should be, you know, wins and losses and that. Mm -hmm. And and Sabonis has been an absolute monster. Like he just does so many things that just even the little things that you don't even that aren't even in the stat sheet, he does. You know as far as screening i mean yes i mean the the, the few games ago i forgot who they're playing but um the screen he set for malcolm brogdon to hit the game winning three mm-hmm. i mean people aren't going to talk about the screen they got going to talk about brogdon in the shot but you know Sabonis' screen uh i think uh, minnesota they played minnesota yeah his screen was the reason why you know they won the game because he set such a beautiful screen so mm-hmm. that's probably the only thing you know as far as snubs uh, but they all deserve it. It's so hard, especially when you got 12 guys and, you know, it, someone's going to get, someone deserving is going to, to get snubbed. So uh, they all deserved it, you know, especially the Vujovic is having a, a great season. His team's not playing great, but that's also because. I mean, they got a laundry list of injuries on that team. Yes. We can go all day talking about the injuries on our team, and he's not the reason why they're struggling. <laughs> he's doing his thing. He's averaging, what, 25 and 12. He's not the reason why they're struggling. It's the injuries and all that, but he deserved to be an all-star. But someone's going to get snubbed when you got 12 guys on each side. So, uh, you know, but Sabonis not making the team is kind of surprising because I felt like he he definitely – Was should have been one of the twelve, but that's that's pretty the only thing. But everyone here is is deserves to be an all star, and I'm not going to go crazy about you know uh that the last you know Sabonis or Vucevic, but I. Little, little surprise, Sabonis didn't make it, but I'm not gonna go crazy about that because all these guys, they all deserve. It. It's not like we we saw a guy who averaged, you know, twelve points a game out of nowhere. Then we could be like, whoa, 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 what's going on here, bro? Mm-hmm. You know, but well, Ben
0: Simmons would probably be your closest to say, that twelve ben,
2: but And people will say that, right? And, mm-hmm. oh, he's only averaging 13, 14 a game. You know, it takes 10 shots a game. But then you're like, if you watch the game. Oh, yeah. Like, you, they he's actually arguably play basketball. the best defender in the league. He, he does a lot of everything. And he's, he's he does so many things other than just scoring, right? So people just look at the stats, like his, his points per game, and they're like, oh, people he shouldn't be course. an Austin. Come on now. Antoine Walker said that. And hmm. I'm like. Antoine Walker, come on, you're better than that. Like, he doesn't deserve to be an all-star because he only averages 14 a game, 13 a game. That's ridiculous. He's does he's our, he's the best defender in the league. He could guard one through five.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Best per I would say best perimeter defender. Perimeter defender, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Rudy Gobert right now is giving him his his stiffest competition as far as defensive player of the year thus far. This That's part one of the two season. for me. One two. One for me. two, absolutely. Then yeah. the rest, it's you know, a step backwards. But all right, Austin. Uh, first off, again, I, I've said this a number of times on our show. I apologize that Indiana had the All-Star Game ripped from you guys this season. I know you guys got March Madness, so you're not mm-hmm. completely broke. Great um, article, by the way. Oh, Baby. yeah. I appreciate it. That oh, great ones. article by
1: right. when you write something like that it's easy to see from the responses how many people read the headline and how many people actually read the article because so many people took it completely the wrong way until they actually read it
2: and you <laughs> had to put it that's it's
1: satire guys like, right
2: but that's the problem in today's world is people just read the headlines and like mm-hmm. oh people don't judge, do you, that you're no, just like
0: saying people only <laughs> look at stats and, and judge
2: basketball according people, to numbers that that always frustrates me people just read the headline and are like well no you if you read the article, it, it's just, it's just, that's it. It's just the headline. You just got to read. Come on. Right. read. Well, well, <laughs> well in <laughs> Austin, again, just real sure. quick,
0: I know that you not only got the all-star game writ from you and is given to my state, you know, in, in the city of Atlanta, it was given to me. So we win in that aspect. One of us gets an all-star game mm-hmm. in our state. But also, but also the fact that neither one of your Pacers, who I thought both of them were, again, Chris, you said it eloquently, you know, they deserve it. Not not as if any of the guys listed ahead of them did not, because there's a whole bunch of guys that should have been on this team, right, uh, based on the the production of their season. But you get the all-star game ripped from you. You don't get any representation in the all-star game that leads you, that inspires you to go and write a great piece on OffTheBallNetwork.com, which I believe is titled Salt in Our Wounds. It is. Um you know i know that that hurt man i know that that hurt and i'm sorry it,
1: it did it did but you know honestly posting it did help me see kind of a new perspective and and i've always really felt this way to be completely honest if we're not going to be able to have fans at this all-star game anyway, why why would it be a big deal to have it somewhere else? You know, we get it in three years. By then, also, I didn't even realize this, they're doing all kinds of renovations and work on Banker's Life Fieldhouse, so that'll all be done by then. So we'll be able to, you know. You don't
2: want the all-star game this year. like the Exactly. You is. don't want the COVID right. all-star game. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so, you know, the only thing that really is super bothersome to me is the fact that a guy like Sabonis doesn't make it and a guy I I don't want to say I agree with you guys. None of these guys are not deserving to make it. So it's, it's hard for me to say he should have been on this team over this guy. But if you did have to pick somebody to take off for him, it probably would to me be Ben Simmons just for this. I I think he is deserving. It's just a lot of people I think view the all-star game as pure entertainment. And, and for the simple fact that, Defense doesn't really always come into into play a whole lot in these games that I I, I can see where you could make the case that it'd be more fun to have offensive minded guys over over an all around star like Ben Simmons. But that's not to say he's not deserving. This is where I go to go with this. I think they need to expand the rosters at least by one, if not to, to 15. And Steven, I know that you've been saying this like crazy. I like 15. But, you know, every team has 15 players, and, and the league is just so deep now. I actually saw this idea floated that I, I don't know if it would – I would agree completely, but it's an interesting thought. In baseball, they have at least one representative from every team. Yeah, That's too much. I hate that, have, that
2: baseball does that, actually. Yeah. Cause, because cause sometimes in baseball – that the team doesn't deserve to have an all-star and they just like right,
1: losing pick, intentionally <laughs> they pick, pick the right. guy with the
2: four year who happens to be the best pitcher. And it's like, right. he's not an all-star, but you have to pick one. I, I never liked that with baseball.
1: That's true. You know, and then like I said, I don't the NBA totally doesn't, doesn't want to model after the MLB. Right. right you don't want to do just a lot of that. Enough. Exactly. You're not taking a whole lot of cues from major league baseball right now. That is true. But it would be nice to see a few more guys be able to get, You know, rewarded for their great play. My biggest snub, honestly, regardless of the Pacers and how I feel personally about that, is is Christian Wood. You know, I saw a tweet that his agent put out, and he's, you know, he's in the top fifteen in like seven or eight categories in the Western Conference. Like eighth in field goal percentage, he's fourteenth in three point percentage. He's in the top ten or twelve in scoring, block shots. He's like fourth. I think he absolutely deserved to be an All Star. Where does
0: he rank in terms of games played? that i don't actually know he's only played 17
1: games bro i realized? think that's yeah. the thing okay, so that's he's only played. Nice. i didn't realize he'd missed limited that amount of games because yeah. he has I the
2: ankle know. injury right mm-hmm. the hey, there you lift.
1: go i learned something new every time i talk to you guys or
2: else he would have been he should have been oh hands he down he was right. on his way to being an all-star mm-hmm.
1: yes and you know second year in a row that devin booker is a, a injury alternate alternate to me which is a little coaches kind of an issue how did he not make it over his teammate chris paul i know chris paul's terrific but i think of the two i would i would take booker over him for sure and and so that's why i I say just open up the roster two or three more spots let some more of these guys be on the team it's an exhibition anyway you know it it does mean a lot to these guys to to get that designation but you know like anthony davis obviously when he got named to reserve it was pretty obvious he wasn't going to play even if he does get healthy before the the all-star break he's not going to play in the game if he's dealing with any kind of injuries so you know Talk to him in private and say, You know, you would have been an all star if it weren't for this, but we're, we're going to name this other guy because we need able bodied players. They, they do and
2: like they that, 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 you know, they are an all star. So, right. Know, yeah.
0: that well, there's contractual
1: incentives.
2: Is
0: money. Yeah, yeah. It is always I know. Money. There's Julius Randle just got, got a bunch did. of money, extra no, 100%, money. 100% and Austin,
2: I'm with so, you. you know, even though he's not going to play, you still want to be called an mm-hmm. All Star too. Like, oh, for I mean, sure. I get
1: that. That's why I'm. That's why I think they need to to expand the rosters a little bit because, yeah. you know, I said this the other day too. Every year you hear about one guy who he steps on the court for a couple minutes just to say he got in the game because his team doesn't really want him to play because they just got done playing three games in five days or whatever. Mm-hmm. They have a tough stretch right off the All Star break, and I think this would have been a year to take advantage of that even more so because for one, so many players voice that they didn't even want to do an all-star game. They weren't originally going to have one. And it was already with the shortened off season and everything. Everybody's worried about, you know, load management this and that. Why not make this the year to have 15 guys on each roster? So again, I'm not against anybody that got picked for either team. I don't think you can make a case that none of any of them are undeserving, but there were definitely two or three guys on each side that they could have added. And no, I don't think anybody would have had any issue with it.
0: Right, and that was my point, and I actually just wrote a piece on the Off the Ball where you can go and get all your sports needs. That expanding the the teams to fifteen, like like you just said, also no one would be upset if Trey Young was an all star this year. It's right. not like they would be settling for you know great value brand food. You know what right. I mean? And like then
1: this- too, you know, I know we don't really agree with it, but they make the argument you hear it all the time that you know if you're the best player on your team and you're leading your team to wins and another player that's equal you know equal in statistics isn't isn't leading his team to wins they're, they go with the, the team that has a better record almost all the time so in, in that instance why are, is there no no pacers anywhere to be found the, that warren's work. been out almost the whole year they mm-hmm. trade oladipo for a guy who ends up with cancer and can't play so and they're still in fourth place in the east they're still ahead of, of several of these with teams a brand new head country. coach right exactly so yeah 100%, 100%. and yeah.
2: and they let Boston get two all-stars and Boston's not even and they're the ninth seed right now <laughs> Yeah,
0: and no, neither one of them were voted in by the fans they were both selected by NBA coaches now and it was weird how they kind of was like yeah wins wins matter except for this guy this you know Zion Williamson it doesn't matter that you're on the 13th best team in the NBA you know you got to make it because you're the poster boy of the future of the NBA you know what I mean like you, Vucevic <laughs> the Magic are lower than the Pacers. You know, <laughs> the way that Sabonis is playing is probably, if not better, just as good as Vucevic. Just more impactful, playing forty more minutes a night too. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. So we could we could keep talking about the way that we like this, like kind of pick it apart. But overall, I think if you you can even make it situationally based. Like, not every year does it need to be fifteen. Like what they did in what 2019 when they gave us you know the old man spots on the, on the roster where they let Dirk and Dwayne go, right. that didn't happen every year. Just make it a yearly case by case thing. You know, put it to I, a vote, just like you do with the players. You know, how many how many roster spots do you want? Everyone vote. Okay, this is what I we're stay. doing here.
1: I say they start a, a mid-season tournament where they pick these two all-star teams and then they let somehow d- decide a team of all, all the snubs, like the all-snub, and let them all play in like a round-robin tournament and see who wins. Well, I, I would
0: be, be the cool. coach because I just wrote a an article exactly. on Off the Ball Network on exactly. the all-snub, all-NBA, all There you go. So, Perfect. There you go. NBA, if you're looking for a guy, I know him. And I'm right here. All right. So, guys, we're going to move on to the next uh, segment here on the show. Chris, I believe this is your first time since we've implemented this on the show that you've been a, you know, that you're going to be a participant in this. And this is Pass or Shoot. And I believe that you actually came up with the name and gave it to us. We had an idea for the show. We're looking for like a yes or no style answer. And I believe you came up with Pass or Shoot. That's why you're the president. And that's why you're on the show today. So. We're going to have you on. We're going to go. We're going to have three segments or, excuse me, three questions for the segment. And then, you know, if you agree with it, you're going to shoot it. If you don't agree with it, you're going to pass it. So, Chris, the first one the Mavericks tried or are trying to trade Chris Stop's Porzingis pass or shoot. Oh, they shoot it. This was, they're definitely trying to do this.
2: They're, this is, I believe, this 100%. Mm-hmm. They, it was a good deal, right? We traded them and, the the deal was great for them. They thought they were gonna get their one two punch. And it just what happened in New York with the injuries is happening in Dallas. And it's just at a greater it's even greater now because you got Luca now and Luca needs his his Robin and Porzingis just hasn't been healthy and he just this and now Mark Cuban's like wow this is not gonna work. This isn't going to work, and it's not just that Porzingis is missing games. His defense,
0: yes, I
2: mean, I saw someone talk about this and just give me all the numbers. I'm like, wow, and then you just watch the film and you're like, yeah, he's he can't, he's not moving the way he's not being the rim protector he was in New York or early in Dallas, and that's concerning. And that's just, yeah, I think. Uh, that definitely was, I believe that 100% that they were trying to, trying, they're trying to or, or tried to get rid of him. And I'm sure that's the Mark Cuban still on the phone. He's probably going on Shark Tank trying to get a deal right now, trying to get him right. out there so he could get, you know, to get out of that contract, you know, because they gave him the max too, you know, it's,
0: mm-hmm. Have to. you know, they, they, gave a lot point,
2: for him. Yeah, they gave a lot for him. Uh, And, you know, man, it's, it's, You know, now Mark's looking at Mac and hey, maybe that wasn't a good deal, you know, and it was a risk because he was coming off the ACL. So Mm -hmm. it was a risk when they did it. And now you're seeing it kind of maybe backfire on him because he just he's not the same player. He's just not the same player.
0: Seven foot three big man. This was supposed to be the reincarnation of Steve Nash and Dirk Nowitzki. And Mark Cuban said that he learned his lesson. We're not going to let this guy run away. They locked him up. They got Steve Nash the 2.0 and Luka Doncic alongside him, and and the second coming of Dirk just has not been there. So Austin, I know that we've talked about this offline, just like we have with Chris. Pass or shoot? The Mavericks have tried or are trying to trade Chris. Stops Porzingis.
1: Well, I'm shooting with this one for sure too. Just like Chris said, you know, I I don't think those reports just come out of nowhere. Like a SNY reporter doesn't just decide to post a fake story that he heard yeah, from
0: new york reporting exactly. on
1: a dallas situation exactly. right I, I could i could see you know maybe a, a overzealous you know beat reporter for in dallas saying hey you know maybe they need to do this let's float this idea out there but this guy had whoever reported it had no
2: ian Begg, we Shout we shot out to begs yeah, yeah. Exactly. he had
1: yeah, no in front of the network Yep, mm-hmm. there you go. He had no incentive to to make anything up there. And you know Mark Cuban's not going to come out and say, "Yeah, you know, our number 2 <laughs> player who is pretty close with our star who we paid all this money to who we still have under contract a need to play for us. He's not gonna go out there and say, Oh yeah, we tried to trade him and nobody really wanted to give us what we we're looking for for him. Yeah, we hate him. He stinks. What can you right. what can you guys and, give don't us?
2: Don't you hate when people like, oh well, look at Mark Cuban. What can he say? What is he supposed to say? Oh yeah, my you know, we're trying to trade him and he's yeah. not that good and we yep. messed up and right. you think he's yep. gonna devalue we're his trade. Like we don't want to <laughs> hear
1: somebody take him, please. <laughs> you know, so cuban doesn't strike me as a very patient guy in the first place when it comes to <laughs> failure or, or success he's seen year in and year out now that it, it's not as easy to get free agents to come there as as people may think it would should be given which the, is
2: surprising which is it, it really space. is surprising because he's built a, a nice culture there right everyone talks about going to dallas they love the environment what he does for the players and i don't know it's weird that no one wants to go there
0: well, Miami is the only place that's allowed to have any sort of culture. Nobody, yeah. no other team. <laughs> All right. Well, and as for me, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to shoot this as well. I believe that they are trying. And the, the report that I saw, Chris, was that it was Golden State. Now, my question was, was, okay, like, who do you try to get from Golden State with that $30 million? Obviously, you're not getting Steph Curry for Chris Sops for Yeah. I don't think yeah. that they're ever going to trade Draymond Green. I, th- I think that... His peak value has already gone away, so mm-hmm. you're not going to trade and get Draymond Green to pair him with that. Mm-hmm. So that really only leaves, you know, Andrew Wiggins or uh, mm-hmm. Kelly Oubre Jr. Or, or, maybe a combination.
2: Of or they were trying to shoot for the moon and try to get Wiseman in there, which I don't know why, you know, Warriors were even entertained that with Wiseman in there.
0: But, well, and, and, but that's the thing with Wiseman's contract—you still have to salaries. You match still got to match
2: it, with and someone the else.
0: only salaries that the Warriors have are super top heavy. After mm-hmm. you see after that Ubre Wiggins area drop, and, yeah. and Clay Thompson, it drops off a lot. Yeah, so, so I,
2: I don't get why to even entertain that. Because do you want Wiggins in return? Like, why would or you Junior? Like who Oubre? Like, is that gonna? You're gonna pair Ubre and Doncic? That just that wouldn't make your team better at all. I'd rather just keep KP and. Just hope that he stay, gets healthy for stretches. That, mm-hmm. But getting, you know, uh, yeah, I didn't understand that. Unless they were, unless they shot their shot and, and said, Wiseman, Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Can you give <laughs> us a bunch hierarchy. of back contracts with this yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And I'm sure the war is like, yeah, no, we're good. <laughs> that Probably. Sense.
0: And the newest report that I'm seeing are the Wizards, which would be pretty incredible because, I mean, you could – Maybe I don't think that they have enough to get Bill out of there, but man, could you imagine Bill and Doncic together? That would be illegal.
2: Oh wow, that would be. I didn't hear. I heard Westbrook for KP. Right. I'm and saying which, that
0: you would probably shoot for a Bill Westbrook is yeah. obviously the more likely of the two. That, that would
2: yeah, that'd out. be more, and that would be. I don't know how that would work, but you know, if I'm Dallas, I try to you shoot your shot, try to get Bill if if possible. They don't have the picks. So they don't have a first round pick to 2027, I believe, because you know uh, the Knicks have this year. They have 2023, and that's protected until 2025. So Mm -hmm. they don't have one to 2027. So Dallas is, you know, it's crazy situation. Dallas going into this year, I was I I was Mm -hmm. one of the few people that said I'm not going to buy into they. They're going to be. A top three seed and, and you know take over and, and win a championship. I was like, they, there's a possibility, especially with KP's injury history. Oh, that, right, man. That, I thought
0: they were going to be in that second or third. Yeah, year.
2: I'm like, they could miss the playoffs in the West. Like the West is deep. Like if KP's not healthy, and then we, you know, Luca's got to carry the load. This could make him miss the playoffs. And right now, they're not in the, you know, they're in that that last, you know, what the ninth seed right now. So you know, it is it's it's tough. It's tough right now. You know, in, uh, in Dallas right
0: now absolutely all right guys well we're we're gonna close out this segment with one more we're gonna say demarcus cousins signs with the the lakers or the nets now it's not one it's yeah you know pass or shoot that he signs with either one of those two teams so chris demarcus cousins who we just found out got hit got released today he signs with either the lakers or the nets are you passing or shooting
1: oh man
2: this is tough i know i'm gonna shoot i think he signs with either or yeah um the Lakers could definitely need they need, need bodies at this point because mm. like you know, yeah. obviously losing ad is tough, and then they gotta their roster. <laughs> if you look at after their roster after ad and lebron, it's like okay, it's truck. And obviously, I don't know how much Demarcus Cousins even have even has left. He right. doesn't seem like he has much left. So I don't even know what he could even bring to the Lakers right now, you know. But they do need some size, you know, because they lost a lot of size in offseason, but losing yep. E. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Dwight Howard, so they they could maybe use him just to be a body, but you know he does he doesn't do much defense, if any. Def- I mean he wasn't a good defender in his prime. Now he's even worse, and that's just that could be a disaster for them. The Nets could just use him, like I said, they just need body at this point. I don't, I don't I, those to me the only two options other than else, I, I don't see anywhere else. Unfortunately, this might be. We might be, you know, closing down, closing in on the end of his career. But I would say he would probably sign because he wants probably wants to win a chip, too. And those are two best, two best opportunities to win one. So I I would say I would shoot for for the Lakers when that's him signing. All
0: right. Well, Austin, I'm just due to time constraints. We're going to restrict you just to, you know, pass or shoot. And then we'll move on to our closing Um, segment, if that's okay. um,
1: I'm good, good with that. I'm passing it. I, I don't think he just for all the reasons that he, Chris just said, I don't, I don't think either team is going to be super interested in going after him, considering some of the other names that we've heard possibly going to be on the buyout market soon. So I'm, I'm passing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm shooting. I think that he goes, I'm going to say probably Brooklyn, but the Lakers, I mean, the appeal to return there and you know, he, he left on good terms when he left that team mm-hmm. last season, but I right, he could have won a championship. Technically he gets a ring. Yes, right. think he's a champion yeah question
1: mark? i guess question
0: mark <laughs> Bradley. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, all right all right <laughs> all right guys <laughs> well we're going to close out the pass or shoot segment and effectively close out the show but this has been the break in the game show here on the nothing but net channel on dash radio you know the break in the game show is brought to you by the off the ball network.com where you can go get all of your sports needs but chris prez honor and a privilege to have you on yes. today man just Thank go ahead and let the people know where they can find you at man and anything that you have going on in the works
2: yes thanks for having me on guys i
0: really appreciate
2: it this is o- always fun chopping up with you guys you guys are you're killing it as usual but yeah you can find me off the ball pod instagram facebook twitter uh all that good stuff um just had a had a busy week yes I had a you did I had yes a few shows this week I, I started off the week with a at scott pollard you know former champion I had no I idea idea
1: that he that. yeah yeah he looks crazy from, I, think, I think you guys are neighbors <laughs> right he, that's not far from me at all yeah mm-hmm.
2: yeah you know, so i had him on the show monday uh i had rashad phillips on the show yesterday that was a uh, fantastic show that was you know thank you thank you that podcast coming out tomorrow um we got a new show with uh with patrick grant from say it uh loud sports um we got a new betting show, Nothing But Bets, on, on Dash Radio. So, yeah, I got, got a lot of projects coming up. But, yeah, um, just busy week. But, uh, you know, uh, thank you for having me. Really appreciate that. And uh, we got good things coming on off the network, too. So uh, tune in, guys.
0: Absolutely. And, again, great job with all the guests that you lined up this week. I, my favorite part of the Rashad Phillips show was when you were like, "So I was talking to Scott Pollard the other day, like, so right. like, like an no big Scott, deal, right? like, That was pretty cool. He kind of sprinkled <laughs> that in there. I was listening. I heard. I, I
2: remember. That. I did say that. I did. That I, said I said as if good. me and Scott are like best
1: friends. You just kick it, you know,
0: like you and like you and Scott are neighbors. Not awesome. Well, I will
1: say, just from <laughs> l- l- watching your show with him, Scott Pollard does seem like a pretty nice guy. You know, like, yeah, so he's he he very humble. He even says like, down like down I might like
2: talk a lot. So If right. you could stop me, I was like, No, man, just <laughs> go, do ahead. What you, go ahead, and say what you yours. Say. yeah.
0: People are here to listen to you, exactly. Then
2: I hear to listen, to, they're here to listen to you. So, talk, mm-hmm. do say whatever you want. And he was, he was, he was wide open, he was talking about stuff that he probably hasn't talked about, and so he
1: was. So yeah, I remember cool. him opening and, and up to, like that, yeah. yeah. he
2: opened up. And, and that's what I try to do with my show. I try to just make it a, a you know, nice conversation. Mark, just, a great you
1: know, interviewer. Yeah, get, I,
2: I, I, I try to just make it nice, cool, casual. You know, I'm not going to get into, hey, so in, you know, game six of the 2002, you know, when you – why did you screen there? Like, no. <laughs> well, get have,
1: like getting embarrassed by Shaq and the Lakers Yeah, yeah.
2: What was, well, was in, and then he, Well, he did he, and he talked about that. I gave like, hey, Shaq welcome back. Like, but <laughs> Chris didn't.
0: A, at, Chris didn't frame it that way. He did a good job. He held right, his own yeah. as an interviewer. That was a fantastic. That was fun, that was fun man. It's, it's
2: it's it's so much fun to do just do interviews like that, and just you know, just it, it was it was a lot of fun, man. But like I said, it's been a great week, and like I said, more good stuff coming down the line. So excited for uh excited for everything.
0: Yeah, and Austin, you know, just the other day we were, you know, talking to Ronnie Brewer. You know, no big deal. Right, but you know, but. Uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> And now we're talking to Chris LeBron. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we, the guests are only a friend of the network. Friend of the friend
2: network. network. Yeah. The network. He was,
0: he was phenomenal. He was we got to awesome. have Ronnie back on again, but, uh, Austin let the people know where they can find you and again make a plug for that fantastic article that you just for told. sure well
1: you can find my work at the wonderful off that these guys do such a great job with and you know are kind enough to let me be a part of on Twitter I'm Austin car 10 if you want to follow me there you can find me on Facebook social media you know you can follow the show obviously I'm here every week at least once or twice a week with Steven. Um, and you guys did speak so kindly about my article. It is called salt in our wounds. It is kind of a, a lighthearted take on on my feelings about around the all star game and and what happened with it getting taken away from Indianapolis. But it, it please read it with a grain of salt. Understand that it's it's obviously not meant to be completely serious. But I I, I did have a lot of fun writing it. So thank you for what you guys said. And then, uh, too, Chris, I just want to say, you know, anytime you want to have me on that betting show, I'd love to come on. So I'm all about oh, that. No you
0: pressure. Know. He put you on the spot here on, here oh, on no,
1: the show. That's
2: already – we're going to be working on that. You know, there you go. that's good,
1: man. I'm, I'm, definitely gonna I'm be dying doing to do that for sure. My wife doesn't right. let me bet nearly as much as I'd like, so at least getting to talk about it's a good close second. So Oh,
2: yeah. We'll, we'll but, talk. We'll talk more. We'll sure. definitely have you.
1: But you guys, everybody that listens, you know where to find me and, and just keep listening to the show.
0: Absolutely. And, and Austin, again, just – one, love having you as a co-host on the show. The show is is not on the nothing but net channel without you. Like hands well, thank down. You. I appreciate that. You are fantastic. And yeah. again, you're also as talented as you are as a co-host here on the show, you might be a better, you know, writer publicist you. You know, along those lines. That. So definitely super talented. But as for myself, you can follow me on Twitter at StevenBTG. That BTG stands for the break in the game. Show which you're listening to here on the nothing but net channel on dash radio brought to you by off the ball network. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram at Stephen W. Gillespie. You can follow the show itself on either platform at BTG NBA pod. You can follow the show on Facebook at breaking the game. So do your facebook.com forward slash breaking the game. Please again, please, please, please can't stress it enough. Please go check out, off the ball for all of your sports needs. Um, if you want to follow the show on not just nothing, but net channel on dash radio, maybe you miss it on the show. Go download the app. We're available anywhere that you have that you get your podcast from. It's just simple. Just go type in break in the game. You'll see a black logo with the mic and headphones and a basketball, obviously indicating that we are in fact a basketball podcast, but gentlemen, fantastic show chris again much love man can't stress enough how fun it is anytime that we link up to talk basketball got to get you back on again in a much sooner fashion than what we brought you on today
1: definitely i appreciate you
2: guys you guys are the best Thank well, you. Thank you. For me on.
1: Steven Steven's definitely the best host out here doing it for sure. I think you do a, a fantastic job of running our show every week. I just wanted to throw that out there for you, man. It doesn't thank go on. Thank you notice. very much.
0: I was waiting for someone to compliment me as much as I was complimenting anybody else. No one said anything, but Austin, you came in and made me feel better. I appreciate it, okay. man. So appreciate it. But all right. And as for you you, the listener, the viewer, we appreciate and love you guys so much. Thank you guys so much for tuning in live for tuning in on Nothing But Net, for tuning in via the podcast. We have been the break in the game show. We will catch you guys every Monday and Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Nothing But Net channel on the Dash Radio app. We'll talk to you guys next time. Much love, everybody. Have a good one.
1: Peace and love.